So, uh, Rob, my mom thinks you're a uh, a furry. I I saw that. That's the best, and that's friggin' hilarious. So I was walking the dog last night, and I get, I usually call my mom and I'm, quote unquote like, walking the dog. Exactly, and she was <laughs> all furry talk. She was like, "Yes, uh, no, that's that's slang for masturbation." Uh, he was masturbating when his mom texted. No, that's so wrong. No, that's that's not true. But, <laughs> that was. This is about your furriness. Uh, I was gonna say we're not here to he judge you. He was masturbating to pictures of me in a furry outfit. I was gonna say we're not here to judge you, but that's a fucking lie. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, so she was telling me that she was watching some like game show and the, one of the questions was about cosplay and she's like what's that and i was trying to explain it but there was like crosstalk kind of like mm-hmm. here and i was like oh yeah it's you know people dress up as their favorite characters and they kind of make their own costumes and you know or commission them and you know etc 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 explain cosplay to her and, and she's like was that where people dress up like little squirrels and bunnies and stuff and i'm like no, 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 no. That's that. Those are furries. But like the conversation kind of like got weird, like crossed over. And I was like, "Yeah, Rob does that." And she's like, "Rob's a furry." Mm-hmm. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes he is. Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> On that note. You are, in fact, listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 205, Side A. Yeah, so this is the Give Me Five podcast. We talk about things apparently like being a furry. Uh, can I title the podcast episode "Rob's a Furry"? Uh, what the hell? Why not? You don't. Yeah, you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, that's true. I do all of that titling stuff. But actually. in addition to me being a furry, we're going to talk about things like pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever caught our eye this week. My name <sighs> is Trevor. And I'm joined by a man I planned a trip to Lithuania with just so we could get arrested. Oh. Say hello, Gerg. I'm strapping all sorts of things to my person just so that they can be found. And a man I planned to just get arrested, Ramo. I, uh, I really hope I get arrested in <laughs> Lithuania. Please, God, yes. <laughs> Specifically by that cop. Absolutely. I know what I like. For the people out there that are confused as hell, there was a picture of a Lithuanian police officer who who looked kind of like a, the a blonde Terminator. Uh, I call her the and Terminator Triple X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow! Yeah, beat me down, woman. <laughs> this week we're going to talk about the newish movie Cop Shop. I believe it came out like two weeks ago, or not this week, but last week. The Netflix limited series, Midnight Mass, and a Korean series on Netflix called The Squid Game. Um, here, here's the deal. With all of those things, and God knows what else comes up, there, there's, there's a good chance there's going to be spoilers. Um, we're going to try to avoid major twists, but you never know where the conversation will, will take us, if that's fair. Really, the only thing that wasn't, isn't going to be a spoiler tonight is the talking about the sexual impropriety of Rob. 
Well, everybody knows yeah, no, that. Yeah, nobody's surprised by that. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and? And a li- Hey, you know what? Don't you judge me. <laughs> and a li- I see you judging me with your judgy eyes. <laughs> I've, no- I've known you since we were like 15. If I was judging you, I would, you know, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be here. I'm not judging you. I'm idolizing you. Huge difference. Fine line, though. Fine line. Um, Fine line. Fine line. So any of those things that that were just mentioned, if we're talking about one of those things and you're really into it and you don't want it spoiled. We're going to spoil it. We might spoil some stuff. I look, look, I've said this before. I'm not a huge fan of like massive spoilers. I, I really don't like that. I don't think it's I, it bug it bugs me. So I'm gonna try not to. But we do get into conversations and things come out. It is what it is. And I don't give a fuck. So Rob doesn't spoil. give a shit. <laughs> I, I'm kind of anti-spoiler. Yeah, well. We'll, we'll try to be good because there's some some big things. I'm gonna are. spoil the shit out of the end of Midnight Mass for Greg. I'm gonna murder you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even I haven't watched that yet. So, well, it's all spoiler for me. Yeah, that, that, that will be okay. Spoiler. That's fair, but um, so we, we there there may be spoilers. Just be aware, and if there's like I said, if any of these things that we've mentioned are um, really like important to you, maybe come back and revisit that section or skip that section. But uh, the point is, you've been warned. Okay, is that fair? Yeah, be like, like watch it. Be like, I have an opinion. Let's hear what these douchebags have. <laughs> like, let's see what they their, what their opinion is. That's yeah, we have douchebaggery to spare. Yes. Uh, so I've got a little bit of news here. Do we have any other news other than the one I was I put on there? No, I don't think no, so. No, it's fine. There's. Okay. Did I did okay, I cool. mention that I got a PS5? Oh my god! Did it come in? <laughs> not yet. Uh, it's not due in until like late October. Okay. Let us know. Okay. So, uh, the one thing one thing we've talked about a lot on this show is the rights of Friday the Thirteenth. We yeah. had. Uh, our patron of unusual size. Come on, Alec. He talked about that. We talked about the video game when it went away because of the rights. We talked about why there haven't been new movies. We've talked to people that have done fan films. It's not that Friday the 13th is our favorite horror movie or even close to it. It's just, it is kind of an institution that you want to see more of periodically. I think, especially, especially now that there's um, some kind of higher end horror movies coming out with like, different feels to it and not just slashing the virgins. What do you mean by high? What do you mean? What is that? What do you mean by higher end? Uh, like, uh, hereditary. Okay. Got it. Thing, things like mm-hmm. that where it's those like bloom house movies and stuff. Is that what you mean? Sometimes those, okay. but, uh, the eight was a 26 at the, the studio, like yeah. some psychological, um, mm-hmm. s- some things that depend more on suspense than slashing and stuff gore. like insidious quiet place. Yeah. Kind of sp- where would you put Mother in that category? Would that would that go in that category? Probably, except I haven't seen it for reasons. I haven't. Interesting. Seen it. That movie is. Yeah, I couldn't do that one. Well, so okay. And anyway, anyway let's. Yeah. Uh, we're going to jump forward. <clears throat> so here's the deal. I'm going to try to break this down. Victor Miller wrote and created uh, the first Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. The first one, Sean Cunningham. Yes. Okay. So he was basically kind of the the writer slash creator of the whole idea. Victor Cunningham, or sorry, Sean Cunningham. So it's Victor Miller, writer. Sean Cunningham is the director. After they kind of broke apart, in theory, Sean Cunningham had the rights to it because he bought this this script and made the movie. And 
Um, so Sean Cunningham basically said, look, Victor Miller was a writer for hire. Anything he created for me is is mine. Quick question. Did they split after the yep. first movie or did they do any more together? That I'm not okay. sure. Um, this is a this is a years long battle. Decade, um, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So basically a few years ago or about a year ago, Victor Miller, the writer, got the rights back. I think it pro- it had something to do with some of the legal changes about this stuff, and Sean Cunningham brought it to a district court, and he lost again, uh, which is news that just kind of came out. Um, so it's not still not over. I mean, we legitimately could see this go all the way up to the freaking Supreme Court, but you know, every it's not like it tomorrow. There's going to be a new Friday the Thirteenth movie, but the first appeal, the guy lost again. So the writer currently has the rights to the character that he created. And I don't know the law that he's doing, because whether I like it or not, I mean, as an artist who has, that has done work for hire, there's certain things I've done I can't even put in my, like, resume. I can't even put – I don't own it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I do something for Disney, the second I hand that over, that's theirs forever. So whether or not – if I create – I mean, I won't, but – if I created like the brand new character that Disney turns into a Marvel movie at the moment, that's theirs forever. If they make a billion dollars, they haven't. They don't need to do that. And there is a lo- a big legal challenge coming up. I was going to say I just saw one with uh, Marvel and the heirs of the creators of the characters uh, of Steve Ditko's family. He created. He was the co-creator of Spider Man. Interesting. Um, and he was kind of reclusive, and his family's like, well, just because he was reclusive and you're making all of his money, you know? Wait, so did he sign away his rights? Uh, It was remember back then when these things were being created, comic books weren't thought of as being worth anything. You're talking like decades. It would be. Okay. Yeah. Like the, the sixties, they weren't thought they were thought of being like 15 cent thing you read and then throw away after your bus ride. So it would be like, you know, you create, you draw like a random character in like a bazooka Joe comic you don't think about getting the rights to that character because you don't think there's going to be a movie for it. Like, that's kind of how it was thought of. And now, it, they're, they're um, actually most of these movies. Got yeah. It. Most of these artists were actually artists in the um, advertising industry. So they would, their day job was drawing for advertising things, and then their evening job was drawing comic books for a little bit extra money. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. Where they were like, well, what if we draw the comic books as advertisements? And I'm sure you've seen, you know, that kind of thing, where the you know, Superman flies in. He's like, I can't pick up this Buick because it's too heavy because it's too well built. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> but anyway, so that we're still doing this this whole uh, thing. Um, there's, you know, it's a very big win for the the attorney Mark Toberoff, who of course won his case twice now. Uh, and he is actually going uh, to—he is going on to go against Marvel for that Disney character thing. So we'll we'll be able to kind of see what's going on there. Mm. Um, but again, it doesn't mean that they can immediately start making Friday the Thirteenth movies, which sucks. But you can always check out uh, Never uh, Was It Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow. Yeah, I don't know that this will be settled in our lifetime <laughs> or in their lifetime. <sighs> yeah, it's a shame. I think I think they're going to spitefully continue to tie this up in court between the two of them for the next thirty years. That's right? insane. When, but, I mean, I like part of me thinks that's crazy, and then part of me thinks I kind of get it. You know, like if you really 
care about that product and you care about that intellectual property. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys have to be old as shit. Because I've seen, I watched a documentary that was made that had some of these guys in there, and they were old as old as hell, like in 2010 or whenever this thing was made. So I could like. So this is for their families, really. Yeah, like, but seriously though, like, get in, get them, get the money, and figure something out. That's crazy. Like, I mean, if you could, if the last couple years of your life, or the last, I don't know, I'm not saying to say couple, 10, 15 years of your life, you can make quick million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars on a movie that you created in 1979 right on some drunken night Mm -hmm. you thought of some idea and now it's like this huge franchise or whatever right like some night you were killing coeds at a camp and you're like this would make a great movie i gotta go i probably (laughs) said too much so anyway that's that's the friday the 13th news that is from bloody disgusting if you want to read up more on that because i'm not going to read the legal stuff because that's boring nice okay um, well, you know what's not boring? Florida? Uh, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say something about your underwear, but I couldn't think of anything in time. Oh, gee. Was that a skid mark joke? <laughs> this, uh, this Wondering week... what's going to happen when you fart? Like, that could be... <laughs> that could be not boring. <laughs> I hope so. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I could just go get another drink. <laughs> Well, you sit no, here good. and struggle to come up with something. Oh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. God damn it. Kind of like when you sit on the toilet. Oh, shit. Oh, no pun intended. Ah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> this I week, we have an alligator wrangler hero. Oh, I saw this guy. <sighs> Did you see him on the internet? Fuck yeah. Clearly, it's a Florida this story. This dude. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm looking for his name. It's, uh... He- some heroes wear a do-rag. <laughs> they do. And sandals with socks. I mean, yep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this dude lives in Florida, and he, I think he was here, wasn't it? I, I love him. This does not sound like a my neck of the woods thing. This sounds more like your, your neck of the woods. <clears throat> I, uh, I didn't see where it was, but I will tell you that viral stories usually don't get mentioned to me by by coworkers <laughs> and especially by my wife and before literally before i walked up here she's like did you see the alligator guy like, oh my god oh. the the alligator guy <laughs> so this guy came out of his house and found an alligator and it looks like it's probably a good six foot gator in his yard <laughs> okay and he had to make the decision of what to do with it well, this guy gets the bright idea to kind of corral this gator with his big um, garbage recycling bin. You know, the big stand-up ones? Yeah. And this dude just kind of like slowly uh, backs this gator into a corner and then rushes it with the uh, with the uh, can, <laughs> like laying on its side, and gets the gator to just go into this <laughs> into this recycle bin. And stands it up and basically traps the gator in the recycle bin. Kind of genius. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know the the headline is uh, "Man traps gator with recycle with recycle bin and wins the internet." Uh, his name is uh, Eugene Bozzi. He's twenty six years old and he is an army veteran. Oh, there it is. That's why he was. Sto- that's why he was stone cold. About there it that. is. He's he's one of our boys. He's been trained. 
He, yeah, as as he said, he used the uh, the recycling bin like a hungry, hungry hippo, <laughs> where he kind of shoves it forward, shoves it forward, and yeah, like just gets the head in. It's crazy. And everyone on the planet has seen this video, I'm sure. Like, it, yeah, it's it's all over. It's it's out there. It's yeah, just just. But it's hilarious. crazy because like you can t- those like alligators are heavier than you think, and. And dude is just wearing a do rag, a t shirt, and socks with slides, yep, baby. Socks with slides. Yeah, that's the official uniform mm. of Florida man. That's my Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna walk around with a like an, a garbage can and a toy alligator. Get one of those inflatable pool alligators and just stuff it in the yeah. garbage can, <laughs> right? And re- wheel it around. Exactly. He actually took the. He actually saved it. He like. He brought it down. See, what happens is the camera was probably gone at that point. He, like, wheeled it down to a lake, and he, like, kicked the garbage can over towards the lake and ran screaming back to his house. <laughs> <There's no camera. laughs> nice. But everybody does want you to know uh, the uh, Orange County actually tweeted saying, Remember, alligators are not recyclable in your blue lid cart. Please call the My FWC Nuisance Alligator Hotline for assistance. Alligators are delicious. So the for the record, I have eaten far more alligators than alligators have eaten me. So that you know of. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, there's no ambiguity to it. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. okay. So we're gonna move on. Oh, we're gonna talk about patrons. For well, he, here's the deal. I would say we love our patrons. He's only lived in Florida for a year, by the way. Well, oh, this guy. Well, well he fits right yeah. in. This says he officially yeah. became a local when he successfully used a trash can to fight off and capture an alligator. Yeah, yeah, you're you're pretty much in the club at that point. He's more yeah. of a Florida person than I am, and I've been here since 1980. Well, we used we moved to South Florida. We just had to traffic mm-hmm. cocaine. Yeah, that was the good old days. That was the 80s when we were in middle school. <clears throat> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're are you, are you saying that we love our patrons? I do. We I think we do. Um, yeah, I do. Right, so for five we bucks, love our patron. We really, we try to. Hi, Jubles. How you doing? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so, what just happened? Nothing. Don't worry about it. That's not for you. Uh, um, for five bucks, you can get into our uh, Discord chat and get into all the kooky, wacky, silly things that we talk about. Um, we you get early access to the movies that we're going to be reviewing. Early access to our top five list. Um, there's a birthday episode where you get to pick the movie. And there's a custom top five list about you. And if anything on that list about you is real, you've got problems. Massive, massive mm-hmm. problems. If you want to go into the higher range, um, you get access to show notes. You can curate an episode. You can join us on uh, this here podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. By the way, is that the number five, guys? Hell no. F-I-V-E. Because we know how to spell. At five is a four-letter word, we, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Good times. We do love the patrons, though. Like, the chat is a lot of fun. Um, You can go to Jubal's uh, food porn page, right? Yep. You can ch- Check out the the music of Omar's Music Cave and uh, Greg and Rob's Toy uh, mm-hmm. Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is not about 
naughty toys. Well, yes, it is. It well, is what's the point? Action figures. <laughs> yeah. Which become naughty toys. <laughs> yeah. And and also and without saying, without... oh, in the they're naughty if you're doing it right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and on a serious moment, without saying anything more, we are sending our love to Adriana, one of our patrons. Yes, yes, we are. We love you, Adrian. We do. We really do. Yes. Uh, okay. So movies, because we have actually four things to talk about here. I think I decided to to add one more sure. thing, so I actually have okay. something to talk about. Um, what do you want to do first? Um, I can just I can just get Cop Shop out of the way since I'm the only one who saw it. Well, you should get Cop Shop out of the way because you're the only one that saw it. All right. Well, Cop Shop is a movie that was released on September 17th of 2021 this year it's directed by joe carnahan and it does star frank grillo gerard butler alexis louder toby huss tate fletcher ryan onan uh jose pablo cantillo and the synopsis is on the run from a lethal assassin a wily con artist devises a scheme to hide out inside a small town police station but when the hitman turns up at the precinct an unsuspecting rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs now i will say that this was a great I, I think this was a debut from Alexis Louder, if I'm not mistaken. But if not, she she was brought to my attention, and she's fantastic. I, I actually really liked her in this movie. Um, the movie is a little slow, leading up to the intro of the psychotic Anthony Lamb, who is played by Toby Huss. And he is absolutely brilliant in this movie. He was hilarious. And, I I mean, ultimately, I enjoyed it. It's a good shoot. Is, is Toby Huss the guy with kind of like the weird eyes? He's like kind of looks. <sighs> He's the skinny of... looking dude that you've seen in the in the trailer. That I'm coming in there, Rawr, That guy. Okay, not who I thought it was. Oh, okay. Um, ultimately, I did enjoy it. It's a good shoot 'em up movie, although it's probably not one that I'd recommend spending full price for. Um. The movie was good, but it was slow. Although, like I said, once he showed up, everything picked up, and it was just nonstop action after that point. Um, I did love Alexis Louder in this. She's great, and I'd love to see more of her. Uh, Frank Grillo, surprisingly, was not the star of the movie. Uh, both Gerard Butler and Alexis Louder were better, but, I mean, in my opinion, Toby Huss stole the show. He was so campy. And psychotic that I loved every minute he was on the screen. Is this our second week in a row with um, Frank Grillo? It is. Right? It is. And I, I like Frank oh, Grillo. I like a lot of the stuff that he's done. Um, he just wasn't the highlight of he, this He was, he it, was great it. in Boss boss Level. Yeah, he was fantastic sure. in Boss Level. But, but he doesn't sound like he's But the this star. movie, he was not the highlight. Gerard Butler and Alexis Lauder were better, and but Toby Huss stole the show. Where have I seen? I was Alexis thinking of Toby Lauder? Jones, by the way, if you know who that is. Toby, what has he been in? Toby Jones, he's uh, he's Arnim Zola in Captain America. He's actually the voice of Dobby. Really? Oh, okay, okay, oh, that's cool. Doctor Zola, or Zola? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like weird eyes. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a, like a British actor. So, but there's not any actors named Toby. Toby Maguire. True, and this and the other guy. No, so um, yeah, Toby I'm Huss kind of is intrigued. apparently a voice on King of the Hill. Oh. Um, Alexis Louder was in the Tomorrow War. 
Oh. Oh, that's right. I'm looking her up right now. Yeah. Do you need to be left alone? I do. I'll be back in... I was going to say five minutes, but it's more like 45, but that's fine. <laughs> wow. It takes him a At my age, it's a thing. <laughs> you guys... That's you need to take some medicine no, or something. No, I've no, done it's it three okay times since we started. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Actually, and it was just since we started talking about Cop Shop. <laughs> okay. So so would you suggest people see Cop Shop? I would. I wouldn't suggest paying full price to go see it at the theater though. I mean it's probably one that you can wait for home. I don't know that there's anything I, I mean, it's a lot of action, and typically I would recommend action on the big screen, but in this case, I don't think it's necessary. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. It's, it's only in theaters? Right now, okay. yes, it is only in theaters. Got it. Okay. So, it's, it, talking about music on a podcast is really hard, because you can't play the damn music, for the most part. especially. And you and Omar are going to talk for an hour. Yeah, so Rob's going to leave. <laughs> um, I'm going to go get more rum. Uh, yeah, but you haven't actually, you like... You haven't really heard this band or this musician, but so I remember a long time ago, and I'll try to cut this as short as possible. A long time ago, was, um, my wife and I are kind of germaphobes. I was not feeling well, so I was sleeping up in at a – I used to have a bed in my office, so I was sleeping there. And I was watching one of the late-night talk shows, which normally doesn't happen. And I remember it was whoever it was was interviewing uh, – oh, shit. Um, uh, Gladiator. Uh, Russell Crowe? Uh, 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 okay. Yeah, thank you. Russell Crowe, and it was, I think it was either, it was either uh, Carson Daly or Jimmy Fallon. I met Carson he Daly. Like, He's cool oh, as shit, by the way. Yeah, he was like, I think he was like, what are you listening to these days? Because um, he's also a musician. And he was like, oh, there's this new musician called Halsey. And I was like, okay. And I looked it up on whatever streaming service. And this was a while ago, so it was, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, and this person was like, like YouTube musician. Like, wow, and I kind of liked her. And then, um, you know, I'm largely grunge, heavy metal, alternative um, Motown on a daily basis. But every so often, I'll get into electronic music or rap or hip-hop, just depending on the song. Um, like, kind of up-tempo fun stuff. And then there was a song called Airplane that came out with Eminem, and um, it, was pretty, it was a pretty big hit. And this name Halsey popped up again. I'm like, okay. So anyway, long story short, Halsey became her own recording artist, uh, released some albums. They were, they were good. Um, and then all of a sudden I, you know, it's, it's, you listen to him a few times and then step away. So I'm not the target market. So I hear that, uh, Trent Reznor from nine inch nails is putting out a Halsey album. Uh, huh? For the record, Trent Reznor is nine inch nails. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Trent Reznor, yeah, but I mean, technically Atticus Ross is also. I now do a believe member. he said Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. I did because Atticus Ross is now an official member, of right? Nine Inch Nails, but, so but I don't know if that changed. The, but like things. people don't, people who are like maybe from the '90s think of Nine Inch Nails, but it's really, it's not really a band. Like it's like Atticus Ross is part of it now, but like yeah. back, especially back, like. It's not a band of guys that come up with these ideas. It's basically one guy. Yeah. So it says it's going to be produced by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting because she's 
I like her stuff. Sometimes it gets poppy. Sometimes it gets dark. I mean, it's good. So I could not wait for this album to come out. It came out on August 27th. And I, you know, picked, I listened to it on streaming. And this album is great. Like, I do not think, regardless of what comes out this year, anything is going to beat this for my album of the year. I love this album. And it's the reason why I'm even talking about it is because I love this album and I have no connection points to it whatsoever. Because the album is lar- was largely written as an app, like a mistake. Like, she was pregnant, and she wrote an album about her experiences. I don't have that experience. Uh, because Rob won't let me. <laughs> no, I, I, I make him, you know, take care of it every time he becomes wow, pregnant. Wow, that was wrong. <laughs> was that offense? Oh, I'm sorry, I've been drinking rum. I apologize. He's talking about he wears protection. There, there we go. We'll what? go with that. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what just happened? I don't even know. Holy anyway. shit. Good times. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to that one and see how it sounds before I decide to edit that or not. <laughs> that might be in a Greg, don't worry about it. Just leave it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so it's like the first, you know, the first run through that I was listening to it, I was like, I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty good. Uh, there were two songs that immediately stood out, a song called Bells in Santa Fe, which was kind of one of the teaser songs. But, like, there's a line in that song that is so well done and blasphemous, but I still don't quite understand what it means, but I kind of do, but I kind of don't. And, like, it's such a mystery, but it's... Um, I'm just going to say it because it's freaking awesome. It's, uh, Jesus needed a three-day weekend to sort out all this bullshit, figure out the treason... I've been searching for a fortified defense, four to five reasons. But Jesus, you've got better lips than Judas. I could keep your bed warm. Otherwise, I'm useless. I don't really mean it because who the fuck would choose this? What like, the fuck? Wow. That's right? awesome. Oh, it, my God. It's a great. <laughs> Holy shit. So I'm like sitting there with like Bibles and shit trying to figure that out. I'm like, okay, three-day weekend. Like, wasn't he in a cave for three weeks or three days? Like, isn't that a thing? Oh, my like, God. You're calling like Catholic churches, like, can you help me? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I'm gonna need you. Hey, Bev, I got oh, a question. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need your most uh, progressive priest. To <laughs> do, you, do you have any priests that have seen Line and Janelle's live? Because I need some help. <laughs> oh my god! But I was like, it's a great wow. lyric, and it's got that like driven thing. And like, I also say something else. I had a major Nine Inch Nails phase. When I was in like nineteen ninety six, I think we probably all did. Like, I did not. okay, fair enough. Like I, it, and it was pretty hate machine. Even though that album 90, was eighty nine, had been pretty out hate for machine a very was long 89, time. I think or ninety. Was it really? It was after Downward Spiral. I got into them. I got into their first album after Downward Spiral, and I remember it was like in ninety six. I, mean, I was very solidly into country. That's fair. Yeah. Like I was in the, um, you know, dating a girl that wanted wax poured on her while listening to Nine Inch Nails phase of okay, my life. stop hitting on me and just talk about the music. <laughs> now see, that <laughs> might have actually gotten me into Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I, don't have her, I don't have her phone number for you guys anyway. Okay, again, just focus on the music, okay? I can't do this with you right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that song has like this good driven vibe to it. Um, and then... Uh, and there was another song later on uh, called uh, Whis- uh, Whispers, which was like, it has like, it's kind of her arguing with herself. Like, 
you hear the whispers in her head of telling her like what to do like i don't want to be in this relationship but you know he's right here you can fuck him that kind of thing but again this doesn't affect me at all <laughs> at the moment like shut up Omar. like my nine inch nails phase kind of <laughs> kind of floated away because i'm generally not in that place relationship wise <laughs> like like so i enjoy nine inch nails music but like it doesn't affect me because a lot of their stuff is about like betrayal and all that stuff and um, Omar's the only person that has ever betrayed me. So. <laughs> only in bed. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so there's that. Uh, and then, you know, the other songs started growing on me. And I, you know, I, I even went out and bought this on vinyl, which, cause, and usually I only buy older things on, on vinyl. Um, you, you, know, you got this, there some, you found that, it on vinyl, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a Target exclusive. Um, so I, I grabbed it. I'll be it. right back. Um, there's just a couple of the tracks. The Bells in Santa Fe is, is a standout. Um, Target is song, already, Omar. You can... There's a uh, song uh, called Easier Than Lying, which really the, the drum backbeat sounds a lot like Wish. So if you like the song Wish yeah. back in the day, um, that really driven the drum beat. Freaking awesome. Uh, there are two songs in there that uh, you asked for this, and I think Honey, that totally, if you love the like, 90s fuzz rock like girl bands is that like furry rock <laughs> uh, like so who like who are some of those bands like the breeders right um not really l7 l7's more like riot girl stuff yeah um who's the other one uh, uh luscious jackson maybe or, or uh seether seether oh that was uh that yeah. was um can't remember their name right. Like you know, know I got, like the fuzzy yeah, guitars yeah. and then like the 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 really really hot mic vocals. Like yeah. they were they like the microphone is yeah, way yeah, too yeah. hot, but sounds yeah. awesome. So there's there's some stuff like L7, that. It's just like fucking great. A, man. I, that's awesome. You know who I really like from that era. This this might oh, this might work. <laughs> uh, remember Slater Kenny? Yes, dude. Yep. I saw them open for Pearl Jam. I was with you. Stu- were you with yeah, me? Yeah, that's fucking fascinating. So you were with me at that show <laughs> at, yes. the, at the at the at the arena, Palm Beach, the the open air. Yes, me. God damn, I drink too much. Anyway, I'm gonna go it was awesome, it. right? How good were they live? Yeah. No, Rob, you're gonna want to hear this next part. You don't want to get another drink. Uh, there's a track called "Honey," which is is the other kind of up tempo, like '90s sounding one that is all it. I, well, here you go. Um, just as you know, one of the exp- the descriptions of this song is uh it's about uh halsey meeting another girl she says open your mouth for a surprise and that surprise is the other girl's tongue Uh, i can't do this with you i gotta go i can't do this (laughs) the um the lyric is she's on the tip of my tongue she's on the top of my thighs so and you can understand what honey is about it's a great album I'm, i'm like we're joking and stuff but like i'm yeah, uh, it's it's really good. I don't want to say I'm obsessed with it because that annoys me when people say, oh, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with it." Like that's overplayed. But uh, if you liked Nine Inch Nails, if you like Halsey, obviously, if you liked uh, '90s like alternative, like late '90s alternative, uh, you need to listen to this. And if you're a f- if you like ruining Omar, <laughs> what I took away from this conversation is that I can never run <laughs> because I just made a gay abortion joke. <laughs> and that somewhere a, somebody will dig it up but he, here's the here, interesting thing about it is 
Um, if you do like either Halsey or Nine Inch Nails or just music in general, um, the lead up to this record being released, <clears throat> so it came out like like Greg said, um, August twenty seventh. But the month probably prior to that, it was being promoted fairly heavily. At least it was for me, and I think for Greg as well. Like on like different social media platforms. Um, yes. If you want to look up like Halsey, Trent Reznor, or whatever, there's some awesome interviews where I don't, Greg, I don't know if you saw any of these, but like where like it's it's Halsey with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, and they're being interviewed about this upcoming record. Like it, this is pre-release, and they're just talking about it, and she's talking about how like they hooked up. Um, no, I sh- that's the wrong word. How they how they um got the together to work on the record and stuff and it is fascinating like it's really really interesting if you're a big music fan and again if you like either Trent Reznor or Halsey or whatever like it's it's worth looking up just go to you know YouTube or whatever and you're you're going to find it um there was some really really insightful interesting things about this record and the story behind it uh moving on so let's uh, you guys get to talk about Squid Game because right it's now. awesome. Yeah, I guess so. I'm... Omar, I'll let you handle the intro for this. Have you seen it all? By the I've way, I've seen the entire thing. Yes, the, all of the season. Okay, so you have seen. You all just of it. want him to have to say all the names. I do. <laughs> I you, you found me I, out. I was gonna say I'm up for it. Okay, go so, for it. It was released. This month on the 17th, so, like, not that long ago, okay? Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. By the way, recently, uh, over the last day or two, I've been seeing, um, I think on Instagram or whatever, it, it seems to be on track for the most popular Netflix show of all time. It is. It, it, it's already there? It is, in fact, the most popular Netflix show worldwide. I... W- that's it's the worldwide thing. Again. I was I right. was actually talking about it to. I don't know that it was number one in America, but worldwide, I believe it very mm-hmm. easily took number. Well, one. I was talking about it to some of my students, and other uh-huh. students of mine heard us talking about it, and they go, "Oh my god, is that Squid Game?" And like it just started a whole thing. All right, mm-hmm. so it came out on um, nine seventeen twenty one. The main uh, the the actors include uh, Zhang Jae Lee. Um, Huyan Jung, Lee Byung Hoon, Gang Yo, Greg, hi Greg, Greg Chun. Um, <laughs> they they get easier as they go. Um, Stephen Fu, Paul Nakauchi, Donald Chang, um, Stephanie Komari, which is me. Uh, her her character's me, Neo. Who is the one? Oh, I almost said I almost gave away a huge spoiler. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yes, she's the annoying one. Tom Choi, uh, Brian Kim, Raymond Lee, and Eugene Young. Uh, oh, there's a couple. There's two more. Reagan Toe and Nathan Yee. Oh, three more. Hide, Hideo Kimura. So here's the thing. Oh, two, two more. more. Three more. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's a South Korean movie. Uh, uh no, I, I'm sorry. Show. It's from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, actually, just a quick thing. They mention one of the characters 
the char- not the actual actors, maybe the actor, I don't know, I don't think so, but the character itself is from North Korea, and that's like a really big deal, like if you get into the geopolitics of the situation. But anyway, the synopsis, hundreds, literally, of cast cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games. Literal child- children's games. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. A survival game that has a whopping $40 million prize at stake. Okay, so the basic idea is they get sort of, I don't want to use the word conned, but kind of conned, into playing these games. And um, the, the, the prize is literally millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now, I wouldn't say that they, I wouldn't say that they've been conned. Uh, well, that's why it, it, you know it's an amb- that's one of the things I liked about the movie, the, the show is that they weren't conned, but kind of. No, because they came back. Oh, oh. they had the opportunity to. End You're right, it, and they, and came, they back. came back. You're right about uh, that. I agree with. They knew exactly what they were getting that into when they I came back. Yes, you're right about that. And and. Perhaps it was a surprise initially when the first, after the first game. Correct. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil some shit. Um, that first after game the first was mind-blowing. It was awesome. So cool. It was. And, and basically, so, okay. Spoiler alert. If you lose the game, you get killed. Our hero in the movie... Uh, each of the players has a number. They're not called by name, right? So our right. hero was number, I think it was 437. Is that right? He was 400 and... 456, I believe. Four. Okay. Okay. So that's how many players there are in this specific round, right? And take it from there, Rob. So basically they have to play kid games and just for inst- just for an example the first game that they have to play is called Red Light Green Light. Everybody remembers Red Light Green Light when you were kids, right? Well, the only problem is is when the when they call red light if you're seen moving snipers will pick you up. You're dead. Right. And then that starts a panic. And then of course that causes once the first person goes down, that causes a stampede, yeah. and then, you know, like, half the people get right. wiped out. So it goes from 450-whatever to, like, 200. <laughs> That's day right. one, by the way. <laughs> and I don't consider that a I'll spoiler, say, because that's literally half of episode one. <laughs> right. And, I mean, right off the bat, they draw you in. They pack a lot. There's a lot to see in each one-hour episode that they have. Um. And this this was one of those series where I kind of kept going, damn it. Okay, j- just one more episode. One more episode. Like, I binged the shit out of this because I, I, this was one of those ones that I wanted to see what was going to happen next. I think I watched, what is there, like nine episodes or something? Eight episodes? Yeah. I, I watched them all over like two Same. Days. And I'm like, damn. It's got a great story. I'm not I'm not 100% sure I like the ending, but I I I do see where where it does fit with the story. Um and uh, there's there's something that came out of this that kind of makes me sad, but 
we'll talk about that in a minute. But all in all, the story is absolutely phenomenal. I loved where they took it. I loved what happened with it. The there were there were points where I was like, "You motherfucker! What? How could? Oh my god!" You know, th- this this was one of those ones that kept me guessing, and I I was surprised a couple of times during the run of this series, and that doesn't happen a lot for me anyway. I don't know what I should do about this because I hate series like this. I hate this type of movie i hate this i'm not hunger games is okay this is nothing like hunger games i I get that but like the 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 person getting like offed kind of thing like anything like that kind of freaks me out a little bit well that's like every slasher flick ever made no like unlike in a game show format or entertainment format so you didn't like like the running man that was my question i did but i don't know it's just it's just there's something about it that like I didn't. I didn't know if I want to spend like nine episodes, eight episodes, whatever it was, with that. So, but it was weird because I was I hovered over it briefly on. Um, I Netflix would say, and I saw Andy, and I was like, "Wow, this thing is way more colorful than I." Well, thought I would also be. say, I would say, give it, give it two hours, Greg. Give it two episodes, and if you don't like it by the end of the second episode, don't watch the rest of it. I I would I would definitely say. Check it out. Well, and the thing is, is part of the part of the suspense of this is like at various points in the series, they they make the characters team up, so to speak. Oh, yeah. But you don't know what you're teaming up for. Like you don't know if you're teaming up to go against the people that you're on a team with. You don't know if you're teaming up to go against another team. With your team. So it's it's like they kind of, it, it's this whole guessing thing to try and figure out, okay, well, what game are we going to play? And how is this going to, you know, like, okay, you have to pick a team of four people. And then they don't tell you that those four people you're going to play four square with. You don't know if they're your team or you're playing against them. Or your opponents right. who are going to be killed if right. they lose, right. by the way. There's a lot of ambiguity. That's- that's why I'm saying it's kind of like, in some ways, it's un, it's an unfair thing, because you really don't know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Well, but I see what you mean. But see, by th- by that point, you. they all knew what happened yeah, if you no, lost. No, I get you. I, I I see where you're coming from. I do. But it's very well done. It's very well written. It, it absolutely is. But that also brings me to the point that that kind of makes me sad. There was a story that went out after this movie was after or after this series was released and this is exactly why movies in the United States whenever they put a phone number oh, yeah. on yeah, the yeah. screen it always starts with 555 because there is no phone number in the United States that starts with 555 correct It is a bogus number and it's one that they use in the movies all the time because what happens people is, are crazy i believe i believe the last one that did it i believe the last movie that did it was bruce almighty bruce almighty actually in the original release of the movie had an actual phone number on the screen 
and it was some private citizen who continually got phone calls at all hours of the day from people asking to speak to God. Yes, can I speak to God? That's so bizarre. People are so weird. And and they they sued the the person who had the number sued the movie company for displaying their number, and I I think they won or they they won like some kind of settlement sure. amount. But I mean they were getting calls at all hours of the night, just randomly out of nowhere for people who wanted to speak to God. So what happens is is in this movie there's a phone number that you have to call if you want to be part of the game. On the back of Apparently, this, like a, they, it's like a business card. Business card, right? Apparently, they did not use a fake number. <laughs> and the guy who owns this number has been getting up to 4,000 calls a day for people who want to play this game. They call him and they say, I want to play the game. Can you get me in? First of all, people are stupid. As shit. <laughs> Second. This isn't a documentary. It's just a fucking TV show. <laughs> right. Right. Second, um, this is this guy's business line. So the problem is, is you know, it's attached to his business. He can't change the, the number because he's had this number for like 10 years and it's on all of his advertising. Wow. So he would have to pay to change all of his advertising and would still probably lose clients because of old advertising that's out there when they call. Right, he's losing business in the meantime. Right and now he's getting these four thousand a day, which is like one every two seconds or whatever, and right and he's has and the, to answer them. The thing, the thing that makes me sad, is that the people out there who have seen this series and know what happens when you lose are still willing to call in. And risk their lives for a couple of million dollars. That's an interesting point. So you're saying the desperation. Right. And that kind of makes me sad a little bit. I mean, I love the series. Don't get me wrong. The series was great. But I know that it's fake. It's not real. Right. So out of those 4,000 a day, there has to be a small percentage. That doesn't know that it's fake. There has to be. I mean, there's probably there's probably people who are calling it out of, of a joke. Be like, oh, I want to play your stupid game. Mostly <laughs> it's a joke, but you know there's some of them that are genuinely are want hoping to play. that they have the opportunity to win that. So bottom line, Squid Game is is actually it's really fat. good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Omar, what it's, do you say? It's awesome. Like, I found myself watching it, and I just couldn't couldn't wait for the next game because I wanted to see what fucking craziness they were going to do. I did find... Right, you were just like me. Okay, just one more episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One exactly, more episode, and exactly. then I'll go to bed. I did find that there was a... Um, it was interesting because it went from them being on the island and, and, and playing these games... And then it the the tone shifted a lot. Like there was there was there were big shifts in how they uh you know, sometimes they were like back home and, 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 and they were they like everyone was there for a reason. And okay. I will say I I will I will throw this out there. Spoiler alert. Okay. 
And it, it's not that big of a spoiler because it happens in the second okay. episode. After the first game, because there's a clause in the contract, nobody has to play. If you refuse to play a game, you will be killed. That's one of that's one of the I three think that rules. Was the second rule: you must yeah. play a game. If you refuse to play a game, you lose the game, and you will be but killed. The, what's the third rule? If if the majority of the people vote to quit the game, the game will be ended, and you don't die. You just you're, the game's over, and you go home. Right. Everybody goes home, and all the money that's been earned up to that point is is sent to the families of the people who were killed. So basically the way it works is you get a there's 100,000 one is uh, it 100,000 uh, like 100 million literally. Okay, yeah, cuz the the one is like yeah. really it, uh the way yeah, that it, they it's like the way that it works out is 40 billion yeah, one or something is like uh, it's 38 like 30 million, million dollars exactly. Or but it's but it's literally in the billions so, in the show. Right. So like uh, there's a hundred million one for every character or for every person who dies is added to the bank. And the person who wins the bank gets all of the money. But if the game is stopped, all of the money in the bank is sent to the families of the people who were killed. After the second episode, or after the first episode, after the first game, they all vote to go home. Right. And you know what? Almost all of them decide to come back and after that point my sympathy is gone i'm like all right well you know what you've signed up for there are no surprises you know if you lose you die so now now let's just right just because you don't know the specifics of game number three or whatever you still know what you're getting you're you still know what you're signing up for right nobody is surprised at this point makes sense and that's that's when I was like, all right, now we're in it. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, last thing we're going to talk about this night, this night is Midnight Mass. That is a show on Netflix that debuted or came out on 9-24 of 2021. Uh, it is starring Kate Siegel, Zach Guilford, Kristen Lehman, Samantha Sloyan. I'm just going to name the people that you guys might know. Annabeth Gish. Oh, my God. Why uh, is that name familiar? Uh, she's she's big in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's big in the 90s. Uh, Henry Thomas. Does that name sound familiar? Elliot! Yep. Wait, Elliot? Elliot from E.T. E.T.? What? Rahul Kohli. Do you know Rahul Kohli? No. I do not. He was was the doctor from iZombie. Oh, no shit. Oh, that's what... Is he the... That's why he looks he's, familiar. He's the sheriff, yes. Yes. Well, who's... I recognized him as soon as I saw him. I'm like, holy shit! It's the doc I, from iZombie. I loved him on well, iZombie. I loved him in this. Mm-hmm. Who's Katie Siegel? Uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House. She was Theodora. Katie Siegel? Mm-hmm. Kate Siegel. Katie Siegel is um, um, Married from Children. Married, Married Children. Children. Oh, this is somebody else? Yeah. This is Kate Siegel. Uh, oh, fuck me. I have to watch the show. Okay. Shut up, Omar. Okay. Uh, this is directed and created by Mike Flanagan. Now that name might sound familiar because he, of course... Did Haunting of Hill House, right? Is that what's called? And he's and also he, married to Kate Siegel. That is true. And he did Haunting of Bly Manor as well. And uh, he also did. Did you because rec- I didn't look at, I didn't realize it until I actually looked at the cast. He brought over at least five people from Haunting of Hill House. Yes, he did. 
I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Wait, Haunting of Hill House I, from I believe. the 90s? No, no, no. The the recent one on Netflix. The oh. Netflix series. And it, Omar, if you haven't seen that, you need to go watch that. All right, it's I'm, I'm it's in. not horror, it's drama. I'm in. And okay. horror. It's horror yeah. drama. Yeah, Fair it's great. Okay. Um, so anyway, an isolated, an isolated island community experiences miraculous events, frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Now, I, I did not know this was coming out at all, and it doesn't look like the two others, and I loved both of the other films. I, I know, or shows, streaming shows. You're talking I about don't... Hill House and Bly Manor? Correct. This okay. both, By the way, this is on Netflix, if, you guys, if I didn't say that earlier on. Correct. Uh, I loved both of those shows on there. In fact, uh, Hill House, I believe, was my favorite show of that year that it came out. Um, I loved the theme, and I loved the the scares. I loved the cinematography, everything. But I had no idea this was coming. Did you? I I had seen ads for it for a couple of weeks prior to it being released, and 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 I had actually. I actually had this marked on my calendar. I was like, I need to check that out because that looks like it'll probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, just the, the first thing, we always try to do like the stuff we like, so if we don't like. Um, I'm going to try not to spoil this one because I haven't finished it yet. But I think it's extraordinarily interesting, and there's something about isolated communities mm-hmm. that just, not the isolation, just the, like the fact that it's just an island community. Like... Freaks me out in general, but I'm so fascinated by that kind of stuff. Second week in the row, by the way, that we did an isolated community. What was last week? Last Starfighter. So you, th- you think that isolated the... trailer park? Yeah, true. Okay, a little I see bit different. Okay. This one's just an island off of the coast of Maine. Correct. But like, yeah, like like the idea of fishing villages or an island where you have to like take a boat. Like I went to Bainbridge Island, and that freaked me out. Where's that? Right near Seattle. It's where that one fair. It's where that one of the ferries goes. But like, it's, that's not even that isolated. But it was still I like used the, the data girl who lived on Vancouver Island. Oh, there you go. That was gorgeous, by the way. That island is beautiful. the girl or the yeah. island. Both. Nice, my man. Um, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> so much about each other. Now, um, so basically, this this story, it's you know, there's there's a lot going on as tends to happen on. In his things, uh, there's a you know a church with a religious zealot that is the I don't even know what they're called the the woman that like I don't know gets everything ready right what is her name what is what is her job I want to say that she's like a deacon or something yeah you know they I I I'm not Catholic so I don't know the actual roles in the Catholic Church but I mean she basically arranges everything for the priest she you know sets everything up she she helps organize shit and it, in my yeah, mind, it, like the first thing i was going to say is she prints up the little booklets but i don't think that's exactly <laughs> the first thing that's important and i'm trying to not be offensive um there's that there's there's a guy that that just gets back from being in prison for a, a drunk driving accident that's played by Zach Gilford and Zach Gilford is a very welcome sight for me i love that actor uh he was he played the quarterback in uh friday night lights the tv show right the, like the that freshman quarterback. Show. now how far into this series are you greg uh, uh wrapping up in a carpet was the last thing i saw well a little bit past that okay you know so i think it's four yeah it's four it's the end of four okay 
How many episodes are there? Seven. Okay. It is an interesting take. Five is where it starts to get batshit. And it's fucking great. Uh, It's an interesting take on certain lore that I really like. Uh, What do you, just in general, like, what did you, what do you think about the overall, like, take? I'm trying not to spoil anything. Like, we've talked about new takes on different type of horror lore in the past. I will say, I will say a couple of things. I'll try and keep it spoiler free. I'll try and keep stuff that isn't in the or that's not you know covered in the trailer but the trailer does mention um and and anything that that talks about this mentions that it's catholicism meets vampires meets such and such Mm -hmm. um interesting okay and it's a very interesting take on vampires and justification for vampires in the Catholic religion. Now, the thing that surprises me is how the fuck does no one in this series, from start to finish, ever mention the word vampire? No one ever says the word vampire because everything is just explained away with scripture and religion. What? And that's that's part of the fascinating and infuriating part of this series. I don't think anyone says zombie in Walking Dead either. No, they don't. They've never said it. They, they say don't. they call them walkers. Yeah. Right, but there's a difference because so in me, Walking Dead, can I can I let me jump in this real quick. Go ahead. I have not seen a single minute of this show. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is there's not even an acknowledgement of vampires. Correct. And in Walking and Dead, di- you're fucking surrounded by them. They're just using a different word. Correct. The difference is as they know that they are the Walking Dead, they just call them something different. Okay. In this movie, they religiously explain and justify vampires without acknowledging that they're vampires that's fucking heavy wow and it's like like, there's like a miracle kind of situation right kind of situation and it's like what the fuck is going on have these people never seen anything involving vampires i mean like this is literally textbook vampires how has no one what and the the most infuriating character in this entire series is Bev Keen. She's the deacon, and every second she's on the screen, I want to punch her in the face. Because she is the stereotypical religious zealot that justifies everything that they do on misinterpretations of scripture. Uh, yeah, that's very that's true. And what's interesting is I have very strong opinions about that that aren't for this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I was worried that she was going to be so over the top that it was going to ruin my enjoyment of it, even though the creation... Oh, she's fucking over the top. Like, well, the cre- like I didn't want her to be a stereotype, but she is one of the... Like, the character is one of the reasons why I formed those opinions. And that being said, I you know, I, I hate that with a passion, but I love people celebrating 
whatever their religion is. You know, Absolutely. Like go- gospel, but gospel brunches, that kind of thing. The um, weird thing is, is that we all know people like Bev Keen. Oh, yeah. The head I, in I the sand. Someone. I dated someone whose who's father, well, okay, whose mother was like Bev Keen and whose father was like uh, the, uh, well, Elliot, but Zach's father, like. He just straight up said, oh, oh, well, you're going to hell, so I really don't – it doesn't really matter. I'm like, we were just having a nice conversation, and he's like, well, that's what the scripture says. You're going to hell. And it it, – oh, God, and it's so infuriating. Mm -hmm. The the people who are so – who feel that they're so religiously justified in their their opinion, yet you know that they are completely misinterpreting what they think they know. Yeah, forgetting that judge not portion. And it's it's like, oh my god! And I, I absolutely hated the character of Bev Keen, but I absolutely loved that I hated her. She was very easily the most compelling character in the show. Uh, for the record, listeners out there, if anyone has listened to this podcast a lot, sorry. First of all, she's a redhead. <laughs> she is not in the her. show. But yeah. she is a redhead naturally. And Rob still hated her. I'm sure. And I loved that I hated her, by the way. <laughs> if you're part of our Discord chat, you'll understand. You said redhead, so you have my attention. <laughs> there you go. And and I gotta admit, I, I have actually watched the entire thing. I'm gonna try and not ruin it for Greg because I loved this series. Well, dude, um, listen, let me tell you something. Just listening to you guys talk about it, especially you, Rob. I am all over this shit. And, and I just I just hit play on Netflix. Uh-huh. I am 24 seconds literally. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it right now in. And the first thing you see is is one of those Jesus fish. <laughs> and it fades into it is one of those Jesus fish things, mm-hmm. but it's on the bumper of a car and there's like mm-hmm. police lights. Yep. And then I hit pause. Do that effect with the with the girl, yes, that appears is like I just got chills. It's so cool. I don't know what the fuck but, you're talking about. There's a reoccurring. Ghost. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll get to there. Yeah, that's fair. And is this a spoiler? It's like first episode. No, okay, it's, it's like, not really a spoiler. Okay, right, yeah, it's like first. He's, episode. he's a traumatized ghost. by what happens in that opening scene. Yeah, and he sees this face, and like there's like cracks out of the face, but you see the flashing of lights. Well, like the the flashing of the the police lights and that makes because well, b- basically her her face has glass fragments in it, and the glass fragments are refracting the lights from the police, from the, police uh, okay. the police lights. Yeah. So anytime he, he continually sees her in his mind, the this girl that he has killed, um, he continually sees her in his mind, but you don't see like the background; you just see her. And the glass fragments in her face that are reflecting the police lights. The so it, it it it's a really weird effect, but it it is amazing and it looks fantastic. Okay. And I'm on my like met... eighth drink, and that's not enough. Like, what the it's... fuck? <laughs> like, what? And what's cool is they they always yeah. accompany it with that like low like like music hit too. Mm. Yeah, uh, this guy he has a very interesting way of doing stuff, and we we've liked a lot of his things. And Greg, you're gonna lose your shit on the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to watch it in a little bit. There you uh, go. The... You're welcome. I want you to text me when you watch it. <laughs> because that was the episode one. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> but I like the episode one is called Book One Genesis. 
So, mm-hmm. like, I'm listening to you guys talk about all this biblical stuff, and the first episode is called Genesis. And and I will say that there are there are some serious mental gymnastics to avoid the V word. Well, and and I I'm even given that why why don't people like violas or or virgins? <laughs> um, oh, I like virgins. Get what? Get, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you saying? Given, given, <laughs> given all of that, um, if you can overlook that, because I mean, it at one at at some point, at some point in this series, you're like, how can nobody see this? I, 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 I don't, I don't understand how no one on this friggin' island, kids included. No one has mentioned the V word. Interesting. Okay. I'm like, well, this wh- is where, where I'm at at this point. Only a few people know. At, right. At but even the people who were in the know never used the V word. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the, how the fuck? What? Huh. Okay. That was the one frustrating thing about this series is that no one ever acknowledges that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the series is is friggin' great. I loved it. Yeah, I've, I always say you know, when we're talking about stuff that I, I like to see things that are different. I like yes. and like island life and fisherman life and that story and a a pregnant like for example the pregnant character had mm-hmm. I was surprised like she left. She was upset that she had to, in a way, upset that she came back to basically be her mother when she, as, when she was younger, had to leave to get away from what her mother was. Mm-hmm. But she also is a ver- a person of very strong faith. I thought that was interesting. Yes. Um, you know, I thought the, and I keep on saying the, the, the idea of of an island. Like, I get annoyed if I'm like cooking something. I'm like, oh crap, I ran out of, you know, baking soda or whatever, and I literally live what like three minutes from a store mm-hmm. <laughs> now imagine having to get on a freaking ferry to like get something yeah um but yeah that's a good point because you're like stuck so on like island. that's in, that's interesting yeah. to me yeah and it's something I, I like watching and it's it's something that i want to visit that i don't want to visit for real um because of you know vampires uh, <laughs> which this might actually be a documentary for you mean all the v like, word yeah the v word um it's just it you know i want to visit that periodically in what i'm wa- in what i'm watching and uh, and the fact that it's a good horror with a, a lot of interesting stories i mean there's there's a character that I, is i had sympathy for that one character for the uh the, the bearded character we'll say uh, before I knew what the bearded character was shunned for, yes, like I, I already had sympathy for him. Um, and wait, 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 hold on. You know hold what? Wait, let me ask you a question. You know what? If you lost the sympathy for that character, I bet you'll get it back. Well, that was my question. I, n- I never, no, no, I never did. Once I you never find out, okay, I'm not asking to, to. Don't tell me. Once you find out what they were shunned for, did you lose the sympathy? Is that what you're saying? I Some didn't people because, might. I didn't because of the way it was presented. It Correct. was a it was a powerhouse acting job by the person that was confronting them. I thought interesting. 
although, remember, I've seen possib- although possibly written at a level that 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 someone that age would speak like a different there's a couple there's a few segments i'm like that is definitely screenwriting mm-hmm. not something that the person would say right um about three quarters through her speech um uh, but don't see the, this if you have a problem with with animals dying. The the guy in question is probably um I'd 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 even say next to second to Bev Keen. The guy second uh, he's the guy who plays that character um delivers a performance that is probably second only to Bev Keen. He his is Bev King his, the one you hate? Oh yeah. Okay. It, but but his delivery and the emotion that he displays and the the self loathing mm-hmm. that goes on in in this is wow. He he conveys all of that, and it's like, oh my god, he. It, absolutely amazing and it's uh what's his name rob um no not rob um he's shit where's his name i think uh as you're looking that up um that guy in particular robert longstreet yeah when he starts uh making his turn like the the hesitancy of talking to the priest the which oh actually he's good priest is good too i'll talk about him in a second um the hesitancy of talking to the priest and just the way he acts when he starts like showing up at the church mm-hmm. is where the acting, the really good acting comes in. Uh, the, the priest itself is a uh, Hamish. Uh, uh, what is his name? Oh, I don't, it wasn't actually, I didn't even say it before. Uh, Hamish. Uh, uh, oh my God. He's the actor's name. Yeah. He is a, uh, He's like an actor's actor. His mom was a was a vocal therapist or a speech like speech therapist like on Broadway. Oh wow! Um, and he's extraordinarily good. Hamish Linkletter. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Wait, Linkletter like Linkletter? Not related to the director. Okay. But I was surprised because one, I always thought he was Jewish, um, and <laughs> he's playing a priest. Uh, two, there's a whole lot of Neil Diamond in this, which also Jewish. Um, I love me some Neil Diamond. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I, I think I said this in our chat. Um, he's like a good version of David Schwimmer from Friends. You did not? say that, yes. Yeah. He's like a good Ross. I you mean, said he's he, like a yeah, better Ross. He has the he's has the dark hair, tall, lanky, and the the weak chin. And he's got the <laughs> mannerisms. Weak. He's got the mannerisms. <laughs> the way he speaks and yeah. everything reminds me completely of Ross. Except he's not a comedic, um, like a fool. Uh, a comedic shill. I mean, he's he is his portrayal is real, and you identify with it, and you see where it's coming from, and he delivers all of it with believability. Which character is this? Who is this? This is the priest. The priest. He's the priest, and uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was he was in the uh, the new adventures of. Old Christine or Old Adventures of New Christine, whatever it is. Wait, is that the ex-husband? No, no, no. The ex-husband is the guy from uh, Avengers. Uh, he was Matthew Kimball. And he was the he was in the newsroom, which is what I know him from. I love that show. He's really good in this. But it's without good. question, the the star of the show is Bev Keen. And she's actually the subject of like a lot of like Twitter shit. Like people are like 
calling her out on Twitter like, everybody else hates this bitch, right? <laughs> wow. And she's like not – she's like the false villain at the point that I'm seeing. Like she is a villain, but it's not like she's like the end boss. Right. Wow. She's uh, uh, she's the, the pink lady from Harry Potter. But like not as cartoonish. Right, right, right. right. But she, she is she is that entire that entire villain trope of the religious zealot who is one hundred per one hundred percent convinced that they're right, no matter what, no matter what, because they're righteous and they are one hundred percent wrong. You know it, but they can't see it. W- wow, okay. God's will. Yes, I killed I killed them, but if God didn't want me to kill them, I wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have it really wouldn't happen. have worked, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really happen, but that's No, but know. I get the point. But that's that. that's an example. Yeah. And she 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 fucking like backstabs everybody and it's it like she she'll say like little comments here and there. Um like I guess the 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 sheriff is Muslim and she's Catholic and she's like, "Well, you know, if you hadn't a such and such, but you know, that's beside the point." And it's like, "You fucking bitch." What? Uh, that, that, that schoolroom scene was infuriating the way she it was very well written but it was infuriating oh the way that she talked to the sheriff absolutely the i wanted to talk to the sheriff slap her. the way the way the sheriff explained things back was awesome and then the way she was like yeah well we're not like the sheriff won the argument and she's like well we're not really here to argue that then are we <laughs> like uh. so what yeah. i'm hearing is because i have not seen it so this show midnight mass is written well enough to where you guys are getting like literally legitimately pissed off at yes. certain scenes. Yes. It is very well written. So obviously very it's well clearly acted. well written and done. Yes. And it's not over the top. It's not made to it's not made to do that either. Well, that's the thing is if it was over the top, you because you guys the the two of you are sophisticated enough to see through the bullshit. Oh, he thinks we're he thinks we're sophisticated. Yeah, it's so cute. I just how say that for po- I say that for podcast purposes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know better. But, but what I'm Beth saying Keen, is, you guys know you would you would you would see through it if it was bullshit. Like the, right. the character of Be- I, I'll say this: the character of Bev Keen is just under the level of caricature. She's just wow. over the top enough to be believable. But not so over the top that you're like, oh, come on, this is fucking stupid. It's not, I yeah. get you. Okay, it's not. She like, she okay. hits that perfect sweet spot of, fuck, I want to punch this bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're we're gonna close out on that note. But I I will say that I like the fact that Omar got really close to the microphone to say, I just say that for the podcast right when Rob sneezed and Rob actually apologized as if he sneezed directly in Omar's face. That's what I it did. sounded like. Even though we're 300 miles away, I did I did get the sneeze on a little face. bit of a spray, a little bit of a spray. Yeah. So closing out here, guys, uh, like us, subscribe to us, and review us on your favorite podcast uh, providers. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, if you want to complain or check out our Twitter, or Instagram, it's give me five pod. Always spell out the five. That's all. You, that's all you gotta do. Uh, and thank you for listening. And. Uh, next week we've got um uh what are we talking what are we talking about 1986 oh, uh, movie mostly yeah. crap the wraith oh that's good yes and that'll be starring fun. charlie sheen yes for 30 minutes or 20 minutes <laughs> so thank you for listening guys thanks for joining us